0: Hey everyone! This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have Matt Bailey. He is a Jacksonville, Florida native who grew up under the musical influence of Donnie and Johnny Van Zant of the legendary groups Leonard Skinner and 38 Special. The brothers first introduced him to Nashville and helped guide and manage his early career. His music showcases a down-to-earth talent as highlighted in his forthcoming singles Whiskey Away and Naked, both from his upcoming E.T.
0: And we're excited to talk to him today. So yes. welcome to the show. Yes, I'm excited
1: to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So you know, been a tough eighteen or so months for oh, a yes. lot of people. Yeah. Um, how has COVID affected what you do, and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this craziness?
1: Oh man, uh, lots of prayer. Amen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots, lots of prayer and and patience. So when COVID first um, when COVID first came about, uh, my wife and I were still living in Florida. As a matter of fact, we. Uh, we had moved back to i had moved back to Florida in 2014 when I took a, a good long break from music. And uh, oh, wow. my wife and I. Yeah. So my wife and I lived in Clearwater, uh, Florida, and I was running a company at the time. I had a, a home service, home maintenance company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were taking trips to Nashville and I was kind of climbing back into music and things like that. And uh, my company went under because of uh, because of covid. Oh, and wow. so we, we looked at that as a sign going, okay, well, there's a better time to move to Nashville. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's now, you know, and I, and I sat down and I talked to my pastor and I was like, Hey, I think, I think God's telling me I got to go. I need to go back to Nashville. Um, You know, it was, it was interesting when I came, when I got here, when I moved back here uh, because uh, the industry had changed so much, but yeah. coming here yeah. in the midst, in the middle of COVID, you know, writing was not the same. You know, we were doing, you know virtual writing with a, you know zoom and it, it was just a different it was a different vibe it was a different atmosphere the bars were shut down so there was no you know music playing um and you know i think the music industry as a whole i mean it hurt us it hurt us real bad you know i think um we're we're just excited to get back after it after these these 18 months you know so <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID and then, you know, and our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, be great foundation. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching things get shut down. And I was like, I told Sandy, you know, we might need to step this thing up because this could be our silver lining. You yeah. know, people that would normally not come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show. There you go. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year and we're over 450 now.
1: That's fantastic. Congratulations. That's awesome.
0: Just never. And, and again, one day, if we're like the size of a Bobby Bones show or a Ty Bentley show, um, as crazy as it will sound to some people, we'll owe a lot of our show to COVID.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I think there has been some good, right? There's There's been some good things that COVID has opened up opportunities and doors for mm-hmm. others yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, it's, and it's hard to see those, right? Because, you know, the media is so focused on the negative mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. is the only thing that we can see is, is the negative. And I, you know, I'm one of those people that tries to look for the positive in the negative situations. And, um, and for me, uh, it was, you know, coming back to, to Nashville, it was, it was mm-hmm. my open door opportunity to to come back here and jump back into music
0: love that now you know a lot of people would ask when did you know you wanted to do music but i always like to go deeper than that when did it click that this could be a career move for you
1: that goes all the way back to when i was about five mm-hmm. um you know obviously you know growing up i was backstage at at Skinner and, and 38 special one of my first concerts was, was 38 special hey, mm-hmm. I, you know obviously didn't know who they were at the time and just thought, oh my wow, well, god, he's in a really cool band, and I just, I had no idea. Um, but <laughs> no idea. I was like, why are these people so crazy? Like, what you know, I didn't. Get it. Um, but wow. I remember, I remember sitting on the the living room carpet when I was, you know, about five years old, and I watched Garth do an HBO special, and I, I was so captivated. I was like, oh my goodness, I. And it was it was in that moment that I was kind of like, man, I want to do that. And I started dressing like him and walking around the house, cowboy hats and boots <laughs> on, and everything like that, which is is not the typical uh, kid from Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. You know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you do, um, you know. And I think what really solidified it was watching Donny Van Zant on stage running around, and uh, I was about ten years old, and it and it kind of just dawned on me this is what i want to do you know i want to spend the rest of my life playing music and i'll never forget it because i told i told donnie that i was over we were i was sitting on the couch uh, in his living room we were uh there was around the holidays or something like that and and i told donnie i said i want to be i want to be a rock star i want to be a singer and he kind of just laughed and he goes matthew you sure that's what you want to do <laughs> it's like you know you come on you why don't you go to college and you know become a doctor, do something like that. You don't, you don't want to do this. And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, so, um, and that's, that's how they got involved was, you know, if I graduated from high school, that was their deal. If okay. you graduate from high school, yeah. stay out of trouble, we'll help you. Oh, wow. So, oh yeah. So it was, it was an incentive, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You got a huge stepping stone in that. I did. I was very, I was very fortunate, very blessed to have, uh, the guidance of those guys, I learned a lot from them, um, you know, and I'm 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 grateful to this day, you know, and that their name still opens doors for me, you know, to this day. So wow, uh, right. you know, very, very. And you different.
0: know, and that's really what it's about out there, you know. You know, sometimes you see people that are big rock stars, big musicians, and all that, and when they do that helping hand, you get sometimes society wants to say, "Oh, that's not fair," but isn't that what it's about? That yeah. somebody reaching down and actually helping the next generation to do what they do.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, I think that is how, it's not always how it is. Uh, (laughs) I I, I think that, I think that exactly, that's how it should be. I'm one of those people that um, if I get a step up, I want to pull you up there with me, you know, and if Mm -hmm. I take another step, I want to pull you up there with me again. Um, You know, I've, I've got a bunch of friends that, um, I, I would do anything to help out. I think they're extremely talented, and and if there's something that I could do to help better their career, I know they would do the same for me. Um, but you know, and on the flip side, there's there's guys out there that um, would not do the same. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. They would throw you under the bus in a in a quick second if it got them. They'll be your friend as step. you
0: grow, then they'll throw you under the bus.
1: That's right. Another thing, one uh, uh, that Donnie and Johnny used to tell me growing up is you're only good as your last hit. Right. So, you know, it's really great to have friends when you're, when you're on top and when you're going, it's, it's who's still around when you don't have that hit song or you don't have the success that's coming at you. So. Um, that's like, even
0: for our show, you know, as we, if you know, one day we do become the side of like a Bobby bones, I would love to find a handful of other people that are trying to do this to to make it, it be having their own show to where and doing the work that we, I mean, again, if you, if you're doing a show a month, then no, it's not going to work. <laughs> but if right. you're like us, when we've done 450 shows in 20 months, you deserve that break. Yeah. I would want to be able to give that break to somebody.
1: Yeah. We, we could all use breaks, <laughs> 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 you know, and I think right now where, where I'm at uh, I I'm, I'm waiting on the yeah. next break to, to come along, you know, and I, and I believe that God will throw that at me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's coming. He's he's thrown break after break after break and uh, throughout my life, as a matter of fact. And it wasn't until I found Jesus that I could actually open my eyes and see, uh, uh, you know, the breaks and the doors that were opening you know, in front of me. Um, and then now I look back and I go, Oh man, he really threw you know an opportunity (laughs) at me, and I just right over my head. You know,
0: that's like you know, speaking of that, I really think this was a God thing. But through our night almost 19 years of marriage, um, we would be on the street and we'd run into people, and I'm not talking friends, I'm talking strangers, we'd run into people, and Sandy would know if I got two, three, four minutes in a conversation. We'd be there 30, 60 minutes. No question about it. She would get so upset and, so many t- and roll her eyes. But I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm there. And I've done that thousands and thousands of times. But yeah. now that we look back, we're like, oh, that was preparing us to be able to do this many interviews this quick for this yeah. show.
1: Yeah, 100%. You just never know. You never know what God is preparing us for. If we knew, life wouldn't be very fun, would it? You know, And it we- wouldn't take faith. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because,
0: you know, Again, you know, sometimes you're like, please, God, give me some sign.
1: You know,
0: <laughs> but, then I, but if he gave you too much of a sign, like, okay, this, this is what you do, 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 do. Well, then you wouldn't need faith.
1: I know. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely correct.
0: <laughs> and I love the shows that we can talk about God because of course, you know, we're, we're not a Christian based show, but we are a Christian run show. Absolutely. Uh, so when artists and guests, you know,
1: guide that way, I'm like, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I, we're, you know, and, and I was just talking to, uh, my worship pastor at church about this, you yeah. know, when we were talking about, uh, my country music career and, uh, you know, it got me thinking, you know, uh, you know, cause I, I struggled with drugs and alcohol. Um, that's another part of my story and we can talk about years of
0: addictions here.
1: That's fantastic. I and am worked, almost up, 13 years sober. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, uh, I'm coming up on three years sober. And oh, wow. so yeah. So really excited about that. But, you know, my, my worship pastor was like, Hey, you know, things are starting to move, you know, for you. Um, I just want to make sure you're okay. You know, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they, they know my, my past and, you know, I'm very open about it. i uh, kind of an open book when it comes to my past and my addictions and, and mm-hmm. everything. And, um, so he knows, and he was just making sure that, you know, I, I was going to be okay. And my wife was the same way. I think she's, you know, had her, her fears. Right. And yeah. And as, as yeah. So understandable. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And so I, I messaged my pastor from Florida where I was a worship leader down in, in Clearwater. And I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble being the worship leader on Sunday and the country music singer Friday night. Oh, and, wow. and he said, he said, "If you're doing it all for God, whether you're in a bar singing to a bunch of drunk people, <laughs> or you're or you're praising God on Sunday in church, if you approach it all the same way, then there's no reason to have you know uh, a different persona. You're you're still the same person. You're still doing it for the glory of God." And I went through to be honest, because we started out as a country music interview show. When we, we first did, launched,
0: yeah. that was The Roots. But now we're an entertainment interview show where we do yeah. actors and yeah, artists and all everything. Entertainment. And, um, but I went through that for a while. How, as a Christian, do I dig deep into country music and all that? And and I remember hearing a sermon or, or not a sermon, but a but um, a clip at our church about a guy who who's a black belt in jujitsu. Jiu- and he said that his dojo is his ministry says oh, that yes. he says he says I don't preach to these guys but they come to me and I'm able to then lead them to God he says and he says he says I do my thing and it, and it opens doors yes to lead to God and I was like okay that I needed to hear because because again the christian that, that's why sometimes I think in this day and time if somebody wants to be a christian artist who can sing country right. I in my honest opinion think that they should do country and sing some Christian because once you go that Christian route, they will shun you if you do anything outside of it.
1: I know. I know it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, look at Chris Tomlin right now, right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think he really stepped outside the box with, with that, uh, a friends album that he did. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah, all all of the friends were were country artists. You know? yes. And here's the thing: we're we all know each other. You know, the yeah. Christian the Christian in, uh, you know industry is in Nashville. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Everything is done here. All the same songwriters, all the same uh, producers and studio uh, mm-hmm. engineers and session players. It's all the same guys. You know, and. I, I truly believe and I've been told by many pastors that I should do country worship because it's not a thing it hasn't really been done you know? and I was like ah, there's there's something to that uh, if God leads me down that path yeah. I will do it with open arms you don't know, know um, mm-hmm. you know I and that's just kind of how I approach life today people ask me well where do you see yourself in five years well I don't know I've stopped making plans
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you, they, and you can't listen to the crowd because um we had an interview that's kind of out the box not long ago. We did um, recently with yeah. the 2021 um, Playboy Playmate. Okay. And yeah. right. For I had some people private message me saying, "Are you sure you want to do that? That might not look good." I'm like, "Look, she's human. If you're gonna de you know dehumanize her, I'll rehumanize her back." 100. Because she's human just like I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want her story. You know, we want the story of, you know, what led to this and led to that and it was one of the best shows we did to be honest.
1: Yes. You know, and that and that's the thing, right? There's there's different kind of Christians out there, right? So the the judge the judgmental ones, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, she 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 posed naked, that's that's not godly. No, what's not godly is judging her for doing what she did.
0: Exactly.
1: Right. So, and yeah. I think and I think we run into that a lot in today's society. There's so much judgment going around that people aren't focused on self anymore. They're more concerned with everybody else and the surroundings and people, what what their thoughts and their feelings are on everything instead of, of themselves. That's right. Absolutely. And focusing on on Christ and, and uh, becoming the better version of themselves and being more. Um, like Christ, because that's yep. what we all strive to be. Exactly.
0: Because like, like the other day, I posted on Facebook a, a post that said, um, I don't look at the hypocrite of the left. I don't look at the hypocrite of the right. I look okay. at whether I'm the hypocrite or not. And sometimes yeah. I am. So I have yeah. to fix that.
1: Yeah. And it's really easy to fall into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes you catch yourself and you're like, okay, I am actually the hypocrite in this one. Uh-huh. Oh yeah.
1: Oh Yeah. And especially in today's society where it's just so divided, uh, it's really easy to get caught up into that. So um, I try mm-hmm. and, you know, I try and look at everything with 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 open arms and my eyes wide open and kind of just uh, my blinders are off and just kind of trying to to feel the right <laughs> thing, you know, because exactly we're in a we're in a mess right now. And I um, really really are. Yeah.
0: Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about this side of it because I think that it's one of the most overlooked things out there because people think, oh, I got the talent, I can make it. It's just (laughs) not that simple. Um, So let's talk about that. Some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get the way you are today,
1: man. um, There's a lot there with that, you know, and I, and I know I've, I can speak for a lot of people on, on that. Um, You know, I think going back to when I, when I came to Nashville, uh, originally I was 19 years old. Uh, I thought I knew everything, right. I had, Mm -hmm. I had, I had Donnie and Johnny, you know, um, parade me around opening doors for me, you know, and it, it was really easy to lose sight of reality of what's actually going on. Right. And all the opportunities. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I quickly gravitated to drugs uh, and alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was just, you know, talk about sacrifice. Um, you know, it, it destroyed my last marriage. Um, you know, there was, there was a lot of things involved in that marriage. It wasn't just, wasn't just me. Right? We both played parts, but, um, you know, I, I burnt a lot of bridges in, in those times.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I hurt a lot of relationships, um, due to, to impulse and, uh, a lot, a lot of things that, uh, you know, people would say, I regret. And I'm one of those people that I don't I don't live with regrets because those Same regrets are, yeah those those regrets have put me where I am today so I wouldn't go back and change them right exactly um, you know but the sacrifice what people don't what people don't know when they see these these artists and these stars or these actors they see them on TV they read about them in these magazines and they think that their their life is just this glamorous you know everyday awesome thing <laughs> and, and it's it's really not a lot of them are unhappy. A lot of them are, are really, are are struggling with whether it's addictions or, or depressions. And and there's a lot that comes along. There's a lot of demand, you know, when, when the cameras are off, there's more work that's going on than when the cameras are on. Exactly. And and that's what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, you know, I, I I can't tell you I've missed, I've missed birthdays. Um, I, there was one instance where my, uh, my oldest son, uh, when he was born, I, I had to leave to go to New York three days after he was born
0: to, to play a 11. show.
1: Yeah. In 2011. Um, it's just some of the things that you do, you sacrifice, you sacrifice. It time with your, It does. You sacrifice time with your family, uh, and loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes faith for some people, you know, it's, well, I need to do this. But I can't do this and 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 that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people lose track of of who they are. And, you know, I had spent my entire adult life um in in music. And when music wasn't there, you know, when I left the music industry in 2014, I lost who I was. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had no what idea. All you've what done was it. music. Yeah. That's, and that's all i would ever planned to do. And mm-hmm. so when I, when I left Nashville, you know, I had looked at all those sacrifices that I had made to get where I was at the time. And I was very angry. I was very bitter. I was mad at, at Nashville. I was mad at country oh, wow. radio. Gosh. I was mad at my friends that were getting record deals. Well, I had lost mine and I was sitting on my, my hands. Um, and I just, I was full of, of, gluttony and frustration and anger. Um, and you know, I look at it now and man, it it, it really, it really destroyed who I was. I let it really get to me, you know?
0: Yeah. Envy can do that. And it sounds like that was what, that was probably the big thing, envy and pride, because again, you know, and, and I catch myself sometimes, you know, there's some shows that have launched since us, and they've gotten way bigger than we are. And sometimes I catch myself wanting, like, "What am I doing wrong? What? Why is this not going at the pace I want it to go?" And I have to remember that they're doing their thing, we're doing our thing, and God has
1: His plan. That's right.
0: And whatever the plan is for this show, I need to be happy with it.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, and and I and that's how I approach things today. You know when. When my wife and I moved back here in October of last year, you know, I had told her, I was like, look, I was like, it could take several years to get something off the ground. I said, "I just, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. Especially with how
0: different things things are.
1: It's yeah, it really. And, um, and we just talked about it the other day and she kind of made a joke. She was like, and you said it was going to take five years. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, um, I look at it as it's, it was God's plan. You know, I can't Mm -hmm. and we can't predict that, you know, so just taking each day, day by day, one day at a time. Right. And, uh, and, you know, that's
0: about God's plan. another part of me, too, is, you know, we've done a lot of marriage study stuff since I've been sober with uh, addictions. And we've and, you know, we've done probably close to 10,000 hours of marriage study. And um, for many years, I thought we're supposed to one day speak on marriage and who knows that still might happen. I don't know. But yeah, now that, you know, that I look maybe. back, my, I wonder if part of this was that eventually our show is going to take off and we're going to need that marriage study so we can stay tight. Cause you yeah. know, you know, when it comes to, when when all of a sudden things take off, you've seen it where divorce starts happening. Yeah. Then, you know, they start fighting because all of a sudden they become a mini celebrity or even a big celebrity. What you know, and all of a sudden you have all this other stuff in the between the marriages you never knew. And so part of me wonders is maybe we've done all this marriage study so that we can keep this bond as strong as possible, yes. so that the day when our show takes off, that we're ready.
1: And you know, I, I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think where I'm at today, um, so God is first right Mm -hmm. in my in my relationship right then my wife right Mm -hmm. my career and my children and and that is that is how it is supposed to go and and as long as i do that you know i believe as long as god is in first right um that my marriage is going to be okay my god my you know my wife god is first with her as well yeah um communication Mm -hmm. right oh wow like open open book communication across the board. We know I each think. other's
0: passwords and everything. It's right? Me, it's
1: everything yeah. Everything. And so <laughs> it's it's it was you know looking at my my past marriage, you know it was it was definitely not God first, right? Um I was first. <laughs> <laughs> I was first and same with me
0: in my first marriage.
1: Exactly. So my addictions you
0: know, destroyed that too just like with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it I almost first.
0: destroyed this one.
1: Yeah, and it's really easy too, right? Because we we don't care about anything but that drug or that or that drink. Nothing else matters, um, and that's that's where I was, you know. And so, I, I talk to my wife about everything, what I'm feeling, uh, what's going on around me. Uh, we have a very open relationship with communication, right? We we can talk to each other about anything and everything, and with how things are taking off for me right now it is a lot. It's coming in fast. When, when her and I first got together and got married, I, I was a personal trainer, right? So music was in my past. She knew that I did music. That was, that was part of my past. You know, she didn't marry a musician. She, she married a personal trainer. And then, you know, and here we are in Nashville, right? And I'm sitting here doing an interview with you guys. We've got a, a video that just came out and we've got a single that's coming out or just came out. And, things are kind of starting to climb up again. And so, uh, but she's been really great about it. And, um, she, she, she talks about her concerns with me and we, we sit down and we talk about them. Um, and we really have a tight, tight ship here. And tell us
0: about the new music you got coming out that yeah. you just released.
1: Yeah. So I've, my, uh, my first single off this EP is called, uh, whiskey away. And, uh, man, it's, it's just, I, I remember when I heard that song, I was, uh, I had started working on this EP last year around uh, around Christmas time uh, with my producer, Michael Wilkes, and uh, I came to him with with the song Naked,
0: oh, well. which is
1: the, the title track to, to this EP. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, listen, I said, I've got this idea, and he said, I'm really not sure how I want to approach it. I said, I've already recorded the the, uh, the vocals for it. I'm, I'm going to send you the vocals. And so about a week later, he sent everything back to me, and I was like, whoa. And I said, listen, why, why don't we start working on a project? I I sent him another song and Mm -hmm. I started coming in and one day I I told him, I was like, look, I'm, I'm one of those guys where the best song wins. I don't care if I wrote it.
0: Yeah. I don't care if somebody
1: else wrote it. And that's (laughs) such a a big problem in today's music industry, you know, and um, I may, you know, be shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but, a lot of these record labels are so gung ho on these artists writing everything. And I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a revenue thing, right? Yeah. Um, they make more, everybody makes more but money. What if
0: your song could be put in somebody else's hands and they run with it? Uh, and, you know, that, That's another big thing in songwriting. I've seen, I've seen some people say I can't get my songs away like that. And like, well, then people may never hear them.
1: Exactly, and that's and I just remember I remember sitting down, and and Michael had played me. Uh, I was just sitting in the studio, and he was just going through song after song. I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, that's really good. That's really good." And he played me "Whiskey Away," <laughs> and it was one, It's one of those things where you, as an artist, when you <laughs> hear a song, you know you're like, I, "I'm it cutting that lit. song." It did. Um, you played me a couple others that are going to be on this, this EP as well. Um, there's only, there's two songs on this record that I didn't, uh, I didn't write and they were both co-written by my producer, Michael Wilkes. Oh, wow. And, um, we, we really had a lot of fun working on this project. Um, I'm kind of OCD <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to recording. And so I'm sure, I, I'm sure I, uh, I drove him a little bit nuts. Um, you know, but. I was really trying to get the best out of every, you know, every track, every vocal that we did yeah. and trying different things, trying to sing it this way, trying to sing it that way. Um, singing it a little wild, singing it a little reserved, you know, kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then kind of, th- and that's another thing, right? Because a lot of people don't understand how songs are recorded. They think we just walk in there and we sing the song and we walk and out and, think they <laughs> and they don't realize that that song might be a, you know, one of these songs that you sang it 20, 30 times, and then out of those 20, 30 times, you're taking little words and phrases, and oh, this chorus sounded good. And you're kind of just slapping it all together. And that's what you hear on the radio. And you know,
0: speaking of that, we were in Nashville, um, which, which, who was it? Um, was it the, when we were in the video? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Chris Young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Chris, yeah. when he did his last mm-hmm. video, he had Nashville show up to be in the video. We were in that crowd. And, and, and I had, and I was talking to some buddies right there and he, he knows the person that was on stage with them kind of the production side. And he was telling Chris Young kept, he, he would play, sing the song then sing it again then sing he spent a whole hour doing this to try oh, to get yes, and, and, yeah, and right. funny was Chris young would say probably a couple more times and the guy next to me says no it'll be at least five to ten more times and he was <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like because like he said that Chris has got to say that so that keeps the audience yeah we're pumped. <laughs> the same yeah, song exactly like, we exactly
1: fun. don't go anywhere
0: and and, you know but we're in the video somewhere in the crowd crowd, but but that really is like wow that they have to do this to get that right footage just for the video
1: oh yeah and that and that goes to what we were talking about you know with the things that go on behind the scenes and uh the sacrifices right because um there's there's just so much that goes into to work in on an album and a song not just an album but a song you know um and whiskey way was one of those songs that um we we really worked hard on and we were really we're really proud of it um uh you know and i knew that was going to be my first single before we even finished the ep (laughs) i i I, I was like this is this is definitely our leadoff single um and we've just had raving reviews about it and it's just been um, it's been awesome my fans have been absolutely incredible um it's just been coming back out, you know, after not having, you know, any music out there for seven years, wow. um, the response that I'm getting from critics and from um, reviews and it's just been the timing's right. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I all I can say is I just feel blessed uh, to be where I am right now. Cause I'll tell you the truth. Um, three years ago, I, I thought I was not going to be here.
0: And here you are. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of all this, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, they don't see the teams behind everything. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve, but on our show, they do. Yeah. So if you want to take a few moments, just to tell us about the team that helped you be who you are.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I got to start with, with Michael, um, Michael Wilkes and I, we go back uh, several years. Um, him and I and uh, another one of our friends, uh, his name is Jesse Murphy. And we had a, we had a little writing click that we would write, you know, maybe three, four days a week. Mm -hmm. We wrote all the time, uh, back in, you know, 2013, 2014 time, you know, we wrote all the time. And so I knew when I, you know, wanted to start working on this album, I knew who I was going to call to do this with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's just an incredibly talented person. Um, very, very good hearted person. And uh, I, I couldn't be more pleased to work on this with him. And I, I plan on working on everything moving forward with Michael. Um, he's just, he's an incredibly talented man. Um, and, and I would also have to thank, you know, um, Cliff Doyle. He's awesome. Um, Cliff, Cliff is absolutely amazing, you know. And I knew when I was looking for management looking for PR, um, I knew that, that that's who I wanted, you know, there's, there's managers and PR teams all over Nashville. Mm -hmm. But like what, you know, when I told cliff that I wanted to work with him, Mm -hmm. it was because I believed in him. Right. And he didn't have to sell me on all of these things. His name sold it within itself. You know, he's, he's, he's been around, he's respected. He's a good, he's just an overall good person. Um, and I'm very blessed to, to be able to work on this whole thing with him. He's just been incredible. Um, and, and his, his assistant, um, and a friend of mine, his name's Cole Perry. Um, he's a Belmont graduate from a music program there and he has been awesome. I mean, we're talking, he's doing everything pro bono, you know, he's, he's, he's on, he's on this team because he believes in what we're doing. Um, and I say we, because it's not just me, it's not just Matt Bailey. It is the team, right? It is, it is all of us moving this. So, um, and I often will refer to, we, you know, we are doing the best we can. We've got a new song coming out. We, and it's because it's not about me. It's all of us making this thing happen. And he's been detrimental to putting this together. Um, and then I definitely have to throw my wife in there. She has been, yeah, yeah. My wife has been a great support system, Um, you know, and sometimes I really get down on myself and she, she, she's really good about being um, the counterweight and picking me back up um, and allowing me to see situations that I can't see, you know, Um, sometimes you you get caught up in um, all of the, the media and all the, the, the stuff that comes with this territory. Um, and it's she, really, she does she really does um and 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 that's you know something that i, I think all my team members are really good at doing is kind of keeping me level-headed uh keeping me humble and um you know and then i i think i definitely got to bring in johnny Dwinnell. uh he has been amazing he was the director of whiskey away and um wow. he's going to be the director of my next single naked and uh, moving forward, uh, he his company is Daredevil Productions and uh, they're uh, here in Nashville. And he is. a whole digital, Yeah, yeah. And it. he's a yeah, he's he's a he's a character. He's a, he's a really <laughs> great guy, but um, he's another one of those guys that would do anything to help you. If he believes in what you're doing, there's no there's no stopping him, you know, and he he has a, a wonderful map for uh, the industry's future with. Uh, launching artists um, wow. you know he is 100% uh, and I am as well with the digital platform versus radio right launching, yeah. launching digital yeah. and we get so much more from digital than we could ever learn from radio and he's just got this incredible business model and I'm I'm really um, I'm really happy to be a part of the daredevil team and um, I, I don't want to forget anybody uh, definitely definitely and then you know you got to thank God, right? Because he's on my team yeah. too. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God, definitely, absolutely can't do it without him. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's on my team too. Um, I do I do want to thank a friend of mine. Uh, his his name is uh, Aaron Pax Taylor. He is a uh, he's a songwriter here in Nashville, and uh, he's a talented guy. And he was one of the first guys that I met when I moved to Nashville. I didn't know anybody. Uh, oh, you know, wow. all my all my friends were these big stars now and don't pick up their phones so so, you know i really came back to like a a town where i was kind of like i don't i know these people but i don't know anybody yeah yeah and and aaron ended up living uh within a a pitching wedge shot from my house and so just down the hill you know 100 yards uh, if you don't know what a pitching wedge shot would be, yeah. um, <laughs> and so we we started writing, and he started pulling me out to all these songwriter nights, oh, wow. and, uh, introducing me to new writers, and um, you know he is he is I consider him my best friend here in Nashville. I just I love him to death, and again his name's Aaron Pax Taylor, right. um, and him and I are actually playing tonight together. So you're ah. in the Nashville area. Come on out and watch some, some songwriters do their thing. <laughs> and you know,
0: speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old that yes, we have we asked uh-huh. three questions. So Sandy's gonna go get him real quick.
1: Okay, yeah. And we have a
0: two and a half-year-old daughter that, when she gets older, she'll be plugged into our show too because we are a family affair show.
1: That's fan- well, you know how do you know how many kids I have? How many? Six. Wow. <laughs> well, you can create a whole band there. I know, I know. My wife <laughs> calls us the my wife calls us the Bailey bunch. So we, we are a a blended family. Um, yeah, I've got three with my ex-wife. She's got two with her ex-husband and her and I have one together and that's, that's Matthew jr. Um, and he's a, he's a handful, but you know, Hey buddy, what's going on?
0: Hi Matt. So what's a fair food.
1: What's my favorite food. Depends on my uh, my day. Uh, you know what? If what's coming to mind, so I've got to go off what's coming to mind first. I'm gonna say sushi. Mm. Yeah, sushi. I think I think I got to go with that. Either that or pasta. Okay.
0: Uh, what's yours? Mine is pizza.
1: Pizza? Okay. I'm I'm for pizza. I can always do pizza. The problem with me and pizza is, I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> So. He probably could too. <laughs> he's,
0: being nine, you know, he's only nine, and he's almost, you know, he's almost up to my about up to my nose now.
1: He's, oh, that's he's, awesome!
0: It's probably going to yeah. be six feet tall, and I'm only five seven. So I don't know where that comes from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you like playing sports? Do you play any sports? Well, I played
0: basketball a little bit at church. No? At church, they they, they okay. have fun with their basketball so far. He don't really yes. play sports per se, but we're still kind of seeing where he wants to be.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> so
0: uh, what's your favorite TV
1: show? My favorite TV show. Oh, my goodness. This may be contradictory to my faith, but um, <laughs> it's called Lucifer. It's a uh, <laughs> my wife and I we we uh we love to watch Lucifer. We're on the last season now, so it's a little oh, well. it's kind of sad because it's coming to an end, but we always try to find something before that was breaking bad. So um, you know, we we well, stuff like it. that
0: gives you insights too, to where to what to look out for, too.
1: That's uh, right. There's always That's a right. point to it. That's right. That's right.
0: What's yours? Mine, mine is SpongeBob,
1: SpongeBob all right gotta love some uh some spongebob there you can't believe how long he's been around <laughs> i know goodness gracious it's been a long time <laughs> but,
0: but, you know because he watches a lot of nickelodeon and disney shows it's been really cool that we've been able to bring on quite a bit of people from his shows onto our show so he. Oh, that's
1: to- great that's awesome who who have you met that you um that you liked that that your your mom and dad have brought on the show uh
0: what are some of the people you like that we brought on of, of from your, your shows? Yeah. Uh, Mallory? Yeah. He likes Mallory. She plays Destiny on the show Bunked. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, and, uh, and her
0: personality, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched the show, but her personality on Interview was almost to the T of her personality on the show. So, because she even says she loves the part because she can play herself.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, any good actor doesn't really have to act. Yeah, exactly. They are. They're just themselves. You know, that's <laughs> who they are when the camera's not rolling. Look at Jack Black. That guy is the exact same character, even when the him? cameras not rolling, you know, so. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so what's a very movie? Favorite movie. So, I would have to say Top Gun. I don't know if you've ever seen no, that it's with it's Tom Cruise. Um, he played a fighter pilot, and I grew up and I wanted to be a pilot so bad uh, after I watched that movie. And what's yours?
0: Mine is the Minions movie.
1: the The Minions, the Minions yes. movie. You like the, the Minions? me and yes. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite Minion?
0: My favorite Minion, uh, probably Kevin. Kevin? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I know who the minions are. I've got a bunch (laughs) of minions that run around my house.
0: (laughs) We've got six kids.
1: Really? Yeah. We've got a a gang of them.
0: Uh, Imagine if we we had five more Caitlyn's. Oh, my God. Or
1: five Caitlyn's, I guess. The reality's hitting him right now.
0: (laughs) Bye. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Yes. Yeah. You see, I was smart to say five Caitlyn's instead of five of him. He might be like, that'd be good.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so Caitlyn must be a sibling, yeah?
0: Yeah, his sister. She's two and a half years old.
1: Okay. Okay. So yeah, it really hit him. I saw his eyes go. Oh. <laughs> oh yes, five little sisters. That, yeah. that would be yeah. great. And she's in that
0: terrible two phase. It's like she's yeah. she can be really great one minute and <laughs> have a meltdown now, the on the tantrum. Yeah,
1: yes. you got you guys can't hear it, but in the background, uh, my my eighteen uh, month old was. Is screaming, uh, <laughs> you, you can't we hear did. it, but <laughs> we had that.
0: Oh, when, 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 it's funny because when we used to do this show audio, um, because see, now we put her down for a nap and she actually takes a nap during oh, the show, yeah, she does. We we have, have that schedule. We've got a right. pattern here, yeah. but before we did video, um, so there were times where Sandy'd be on the because we would use audio, and we had fo- all using phones, and she'd be on one phone line. And she's sitting there trying to um, clean a poopy while we're on yes, the yes th- <laughs> with a one year old Caitlin,
1: and, <laughs> and she, she's up mute mute with mute 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 yeah, That's mute That's real. That's real mute you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and it's funny to see to
0: we're see writing like a book that. called the unlikely show right mm-hmm. now because we feel like our show is an unlikely show we shouldn't be doing this oh, yet, but yet here we are yeah. and happen. we'll be we're going to definitely talk about some of that stuff in the book that things that we, we went are, through yeah. to get to where we are because again the stories that happen and you know you know this you know anything can happen on stage
1: yeah yes it What's can
0: been one of the crazy <laughs> things that's happened on stage
1: Oh, let's try to keep it PG. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm mean, not falling off stage. I've done, <laughs> done that. I've, I've definitely taken the plunge. Wow. Um, wow. I, so I guess, okay, well, uh, I guess we're, we're talking crazy. Um, I, I had a girl throw her panties on stage with her <laughs> number. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've, ha- I've had that happen. That was, um, that's up there. Uh, that, that was, yeah. up there. you know, some people can be kind of, you know, uh, direct. <laughs> <laughs> that's as direct as you get, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: That's a great one.
0: And you can even take one that's not here and one that is here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I... I would have to say if I could if I could write with with somebody. oh, that's a tough one. I love Jeffrey Steele. Um, so I have a thing for the Warren Brothers. All right, ah, yeah, He's, yeah, I love those guys. Um, I've I've talked to them several times over the years. You know, I um, cut uh, one or two of their songs in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just I think they're incredibly talented songwriters, and um, I'd love the opportunity to write with those guys. And I, I think if if I could pull somebody back from the dead and write, it'd be Keith Whitley.
0: Oh, that'd oh, be yes. a good one. Amazing. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah I'd like write with Keith. So let's look 15,
0: 20 years down the road, and let's say that you are a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, you've made it. Yeah. If the person you are today could meet him, your future successful self, what would you want to remind him?
1: Keep walking the path, keep walking the path. Um, stay, stay away from the drugs, <laughs> stay away from the women. And, <laughs> uh, right. and, you know, just keep your head on straight. Cause it's, it is really, really easy uh, to allow success on any scale to really start to affect your outlook on things. And it's really easy to all of a sudden get a big head because money and
0: women are usually the downfalls of men
1: big time. And it was, it was for me, it it was for me. I was, um, you know, I, I drank and drugged for a very, very long time and I, and I cheated and I had affairs and I was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was it was a rough go you know, for a lot of years and, um, yeah, you know, at the time I was being the best person that I could considering where I was in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You can only be the best person that you can be in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but that being said, looking at the regret side, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Exactly. I wouldn't be the husband that I am today. And the man of God. Absolutely. If I hadn't gone through those those things, you know, um, it's unfortunate that my ex-wife had to go through it. Um, she's still, still extremely bitter and angry with me uh, to this day. You know, and I hope that she finds peace with herself in her life. It's and amazing. I imagine that part of the
0: bitterness could be that, OK, now you're a changed man. Uh, Why yeah. couldn't you do that under her that, you know, because, again, you know, I, I wonder that about my ex because, I, you know, I went through the addictions, just like you, 19 years of them. First five years of our marriage was hectic for her. Luckily, yeah. she um, patted me on the back, loved mm-hmm. me through them. As they say, you know, I always tell people that God, you know, she allowed God to use her to help heal me. Yeah. Um, But my ex, eventually we've split and all that. But now that I'm a changed man, sometimes I wonder how she ever felt like that back years ago. But, you know, again, I hope that she's healed and all that from that.
1: Yeah. You know, and I've definitely I've definitely thought about that. And I'm sure it's not fair. You know, here I am back in Nashville and, you know, things are taking off the right way. Um, I'm sober this time. You know, I'm not running around with women, I'm not drinking, I'm not drugging, I'm not doing all these crazy things that I did in the past. I've I've kind of got my life together and on track. And I'm sure there's a little bit of of, of frustration and right. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna place jealousy on her, but I'm sure there's there's something in there to that extent. And, yeah, and yeah, that's under that's right. understandable because for for years, right? For 10 years, she, wow. she wanted me to just get sober. She just wanted me to be there's one her. thing yeah you know and so i get it you know i i truly get where the frustration and the anger uh comes from um i just you know i'm at a point to where we we can't be angry anymore we've got a co-parent we've got kids exactly and yeah. we, we desperately need to do these things for the kids and you know that's kind of right. we're we're kind of battling that right now you know and i'm awesome I, I believe god will prevail absolutely and so what are some sources of inspiration for you Well, um, God, of course, right? Um, God is definitely an inspiration. Um, I think again, looking, looking at my past and where I was um, there was there was a time where I was going to take my own life. Um, I had, I had reached the bottom I and you know, and the scary thing is I could have gone deeper, you know, I, I had reached a point to where I just was like, I'm not, I'm not going to beat this thing. You know, I just, I, I can't, I've gone to treatment six times. I just, I'm just not going to beat this. Mm-hmm. I was calling everywhere and, and, and there was no treatment facilities open, no beds, nothing. And I just thought I'm stuck. I want help, but I can't get it. Wow and yeah. and i remember i remember sitting i you know was drinking so heavily that i had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to to drink some more in order to go back to sleep mm-hmm. um, well wow. the shakes and it was it was really bad and i just remember sitting down on the floor it was like three o'clock in the morning i had this big handle of vodka and i would go through a handle a day mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and i remember sitting there on the floor and i thought uh, I just want to die i want legitimately i wanted to go grab a knife and go sit in the shower and slit my wrist and die that's where that's where i was and uh something came over me a voice came over me and a sensation that said get up you're not you're not going to die like this you're not through with your life um and it was this really peaceful feeling so when you talk about inspiration that's
0: where it comes from
1: that is exactly where it comes from because i i was granted a second chance at everything and from that day forward i have looked at things completely different now granted sometimes some of the old me comes out right but for the most part i i'm a completely different person and i believe that i was born again Yep, and all of The past is gone and I'm a new creation. You know, that's just like,
0: um, I remember waking up December 26th, 2007. And for the first time in my life, I was drunk on a Christmas day. And I felt convicted then I was like, and I remember pleading with God saying that um, either take this desire away or take me away. I was like, one of them is about, it's going to happen. I was, I was at the moment, I was at the, you said, I was at that moment where It was time to end this because I was I was about to destroy another marriage and I knew she didn't. My first wife didn't deserve it. She didn't deserve it. And I'm sitting there like, okay, one's got to go. And I remember feeling this, like you said, the sensation, the feeling where God said, give me 30 days. Now, I'm sitting there like thinking, OK, I'm going crazy now. I'm literally <laughs> going crazy because you're God. Why do you need 30 days? And, 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 and I'm going, I was like, what do you mean give you 30 days? But see, what I understand now that I didn't understand then is when you read the Bible, every miracle was always preceded by some form of obedience.
1: That's right.
0: My yeah. obedience was believing faith that God was going to heal me in 30 days and not drinking. Wow. And I did that. And I've had zero desire since. Wow.
1: And that's an inspiration. A hundred percent, you know, and um, you know, I, I, and I'm as open as I am about my drugs and my, my addictions and uh, my sex and love addiction as well that I, that I struggled with. Wow. I'm open about these things because there are people out there that are struggling that, that, are are closeted about these things. They don't want to come out and, mm-hmm. and admit that you know they're afraid of the judgment. They're afraid that people are going to look at them as a bad person, right? You know, oh God, you're you're doing and cocaine. some will, but most won't. Right. Right. You're you're doing cocaine. You're doing heroin. God, you just must be some crazy junkie. Why was that junkie? Right. <laughs> I, I was. You know, I was cocaine and heroin. That that was me. Um and and so I am able to, to do that today because of Christ okay. and say, you yeah. know, you don't have to live that way and there is a way out, you know, and however you find Christ, right? For me, I owe a lot to, to Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous. I really do a lot. They, they helped really um, guide me to Christ mm-hmm. um, and I won't ever say anything bad about, about Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, they, that 12 set program really did set me to where I am today. Um, I, I'm kind of where I'm at today is, you know, God's God's now in control yeah. um, of my life, you know, and I just want to spread that word. And, and if, if I can um, hopefully open a nonprofit at some point that um, helps, you know, alcohol and drug addiction and, and helps people find their passion in life and, and work their way to Christ. Um, through that mm-hmm. passion and um, that is something that I would like to do at some point in time to to help people out with the same struggles that I've had awesome. oh that's awesome and what would you like for your legacy to be what would you like to be known and remembered for a good husband a good father um just an overall good person you know I music isn't who I am mm-hmm. you know music yeah. is what I what I do um if people remember the songs that I've written or the the, the songs that I've performed, awesome, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, on on my deathbed, I want to be known as a good husband and father, you know, that was caring and loving uh, individual towards all all humanity. Awesome. Um, that, that's it. truly where where I you know, hope and pray that people see me. Yes, Love that. So as we close
0: out here, tell everybody how they can find you.
1: Yeah. Um, So you can, you can go to uh, mattbailey.com. That's uh, M-A-T-T-B-A-I-L-I-E.com. That's going to have all my social media stuff. Uh, My Instagram is mattbaileyofficial. Um, And there's a lot of updates on there. Come follow me on Instagram. Um, there is a lot of Facebooks out there on me right now. Some fans have created some. There's some, yeah. and so we're trying to consolidate them all down. Um yeah. so um, but I do have a personal one and I will accept you if you come and, and click on it. Um, but uh, definitely the mattbailey.com. Um, Love that. Awesome. You know, we really enjoyed having you on show today, and we definitely enjoyed
0: your vulnerability today. We so appreciate that. And we definitely look forward to having you back on the show. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk uh, when Naked comes out. Sounds that great. Sounds great. So <laughs> to let to us know. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys so very much for having me. I really appreciate right. it. You have Thanks a great day. for your time. Okay.